Hello and welcome to Parsha the Pod. My name is Yechiel Schaffer. I'm the rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation here in Maryland. This week we start a new book and celebrate with new intro music. Of course, I'm talking about the book of Bamidbar, the fourth of the five books of Moses. This Parsha, Parshat Bamidbar itself, starts us off and has a heavy focus on the numbers of Israel, heavily focusing on the census of the people in the desert. Over and over again, the Parsha shares with us details of who is who and what their role is. Let's begin, let's start to explore together the journeys and stories of the Midbar in Parsha on a Pod. The Torah now reorients us back to the first day of the second month of the second year following the exodus from Egypt. The Torah records a census tribe by tribe, sharing the details, counting any male who was 20 years or older, and it shares the names of the princes of each tribe. Moshe gathers together these princes and does exactly as he was commanded, counting them and recognizing them for who they are. The Sifsei Chachomim, chapter 1, verse 17, a super commentary on Rashi, points out that when the Torah tells us that Moshe gathered these men, it was indeed referring to these princes that had been counted earlier in the Aliyah. They were referred to by the name to accentuate their greatness and to create a backdrop for 12 men in the future that will spy on the promised land and will not live up to their greatness, but rather bring catastrophe to the people. And so ends part one. Part two. Vayul b'nei ruvin b'chor Yisrael toldosam l'mishpachosam l'veis avosam. The Torah now continues its, its census of the people, offering us the detailed population count of each tribe. The total count of people, is a total count of men over the age of 20, is 603,550. The Levim were not included in the census. The Levim were in charge of the Mishkan and would be required to transport it whenever it needed to be moved. The Levim were exceptional and were therefore not counted. The Israelites will, will encamp around the Mishkan, each tribe with a flag, with a banner, and the Levim will encamp between the tribe of Israel and the Mishkan in the middle. The Levim were the barrier that protected the Israelites from the sanctuary from the Mishkan itself. The Sephorno chapter 1 verse 53 points out that the major difference between the tribe of Israel, tribes of Israel and the Levim is the proximity to which they camp to the Mishkan. The Levim are not counted now because they they live so close to that which is so incredibly holy. And so ends part two. Part three. Ish aldiklo ba'osos leves avosam. The Israelites are now commanded to live around the Mishkan, each tribe under a special banner, each tribe according to its family. The Torah tells us which, where each tribe should live. For example, the tribe of Judah should live in the east side of the Mishkan. And the Torah reviews again the numbers of each tribe. Again, the Torah informs us that the Levim were not part of this census. 
the Ibn Ezra chapter 2 verse 32 points out that the numbers in the first census and the second census were exactly the same even though they were weeks between them. Not a single person died between the two counts. And so ends part three. Part four. Ve'ila toldos Aaron u'Moshe b'yom diber Hashem es Moshe b'har Sinai. The Torah now records the census of Moshe and Aaron's family. Rashi chapter 3 verse 1 points out that it includes Moshe in the title of this family, in the description, even though it doesn't describe, it doesn't share the descendants of Moshe's family. This is because Moshe taught Torah to the descendants of Aaron, and therefore they were like his descendants. This is where we're introduced to the idea that a teacher of Torah becomes like a parent to to their students. The Torah notes that the two two of Aaron's sons were deceased. God now instructs Moshe to bring the tribe of Levi to stand in front of and stand in front of Aaron. Their mission is to support Aaron in his work, to protect the Mishkan. The Levim are established in the place of the firstborns who were consecrated when God saved them in Egypt. And so ends part four. Part five. God now tells Moshe to count the Levim. Every male from the age of one month and up should be counted. And Moshe did so, and the Torah now records the names and the details of this very counting of this census. The total number of Levim was 22,000. The Torah now records exactly how how many each family of Levi how the families of Levi encamped around the Mishkan where they were located the Torah also describes the individual responsibilities of each Levite family their responsibility and their work in the Mikdash these responsibilities included such activities as hanging the screens around the Mishkan itself and managing the transportation of various utensils as we will see later in the Parsha and so ends part 5 part 6 Pakod Kol Bachar Zachar Part 6 begins by telling us that God tells Moshe that every firstborn male should be counted and the Levium should be taken in their place. The firstborns were supposed to be consecrated and place, play the role of the Levium, but the Levium stand in their stead. Moshe did as he commanded and he counted 22,273 firstborn males. The cattles of the Levium should also be taken in the place of the cattles of the firstborn. There were 273 firstborns, more than the number of the Levium. Remember, the Levium were 22,000. The firstborns were 22,273. And so those firstborns who didn't have a Levi to stand in their place had to dedicate five shekels per person and give them to Aaron and his sons to redeem themselves from their avoda, from their responsibilities. The total of this donation was 1,365 shekels. Rashi chapter 3 verse 50 points out that the way they selected the 273 firstborns to make the donation was via a tribal lottery using pieces of paper, perhaps the first time in history, they pulled short straws. And so ends part six.
part 7. Neso es Rosha b'nei Kahat mitoch b'nei Levi. God now instructs Moshe to separate, to make a separate census of the family of Kahat, of all the men between the ages of 30 and 50. Their responsibility was to transport that which was most holy in the Mishkan. When the Israelites were ready to travel, Aaron and his sons would cover the Aaron with a curtain along with a number of other fabrics. The other utensils would also be covered by Aaron and his sons. After all the objects were covered, the family of Kahat would come to transport them. Eleazar the Kohen will be responsible for the anointing oil and the light, the oil for lighting and the menorah, the meal offering and all the vessels that are used to carry these items. He will have to figure out how to transport them. God now tells Moshe and Aaron to make sure that the family of Kahat remain a part of the other Levim, even though they're being counted separately, even though their role is more significant, they must remain a part of the greater whole. Keeping them integrated amongst the other Levim will ensure that they are safe while they are transporting that which is most holy. The Netziv chapter 4 verse 19 points out, that the reward for the family of Kahat was longevity, which is why there is such a focus on ensuring they are safe throughout the process. It's why the Torah describes all of the safety procedures that they put in place to ensure that blessing of longevity indeed comes true. And so ends Parshat Bamidbar. on Parsha on a pod as we begun the new book of Bamidra, the fourth of the five books of Moshe. One last thought. Our Parsha is rich with a variety of censuses, sensei, I guess, countings, including multiple reti- repetitions of those countings. Those who are not counted is what becomes noticeable in the Parsha. We're talking specifically of the Levium not counted in the larger census, and ultimately the family of Kahat not counted in the census of the Levium. There are times when the importance of someone is that they are counted and noticed, and there are times it is those who are not part of the count, those who are distinct because of their absence. We spend so much of our efforts focusing on those who are counted. Often we think about those who are part of the numbers, those who are part of the group, and rarely do we think about the fact that the family of Kahat, the, the family with the most sacred purpose, was not part of any counting because they were exceptional. So ends Parsha Pamidbar. My name is Yechiel Shafra. This has been Parsha on a Podium.